Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. And I'm humbled to say that is the number one weekend talk show in the whole state of Arizona for the last 30 years. With over 4,000 hours of broadcast, over 12,000 questions answered on air. We have now today answered 12,001, 12,002, and 12,003. Do you want to be number 12,004? If so, give us a ring at one 767 An email we send out by subscription only. We don't spam anybody with it. You have to ask for it to get it. We've sent out 7.8 million email newsletters in 30 years. We've given over 1 million contractor referrals that are scoring a 97% approval rate with a 100% I will refer rate. Now, folks, that's what we're here for, to protect you from making a mistake at your home. We're here to give you all the information you need about owning, maintaining, or remodeling your Arizona home. That's why we show up every single Saturday. One of the things we want to talk about right now, we've been flooded with information about different scams that are going on here, there, and everywhere. There are scams now about pets. You know, you're, you're, you're at home, you're alone, you want some exotic pet, you send a deposit for a panvare or whatever it is you want, some exotic maybe dog breed or something, and they take your money and you never hear from them again, and they can't be traced, and you never get your pet. Well, how, about the, how about the knock on the door we got? Well, and people are home more now, you yeah. know, so they're more likely to encounter that. But uh, a real common knock on the door comes from a roofer who's been driving through your neighborhood and says, hey, you know, I noticed you have hail damage and, uh, you know, we, we can do that roof and might not cost you even more than $500. Um, Probably won't use the hail damage line this time. They did. They did. They did. They did. This, yes. this week. That, this that hailstorm is how long seriously? now? Yeah. Yes. I was... 2012, 2013. Yeah. Well, they're from. Okay, so here's the trick. So you you take the if you're you don't have to open the door, ladies and gentlemen. Jennifer's Do little, not answer the door. Jennifer's little alarm detector went off. So you don't have to answer the door, but I did just because I wanted to research for you. But yeah, he said hail damage, and that storm is how old now? Ten it was, years. It was eleven. Eleven. Years. Okay. So um, for one thing, he hadn't been on my roof, and then they did have a license number. You look up that license number if you're at all tempted. You look up that number, and the you find out that that company's from out of state. Well, so they don't even know that the hailstorm was 11 years ago. They just they just set up shop here. Um, They're just fishing. And so it's a it's a switch. What do you call that? Bait and switch. Bait, Bait and switch. switch. So they'll tell you, you know, for five hundred dollars. Well, that's assuming that they can convince your insurance company that truly you do have hail damage and it needs to be repaired. In the meantime, you have signed a contract. And if you're not smart about it, you've signed a contract and made a down payment and you're legally bound. And then they come back to you and say, hey, insurance wouldn't cover it. Guess what? You owe this money for this new roof. So, you know, put aside money for a decent job on your 
<laughs> on your roof, you know, if it's getting older, and we talk about that, just be ready. And don't let somebody talk you into something because you've let it go too long. And this is actually the second company that we've been made aware of just in the last couple of weeks. There was one on the west side operating under a particular name that we determined was brand new to Arizona. They used exactly the same line. They knocked on this woman's house on her door and said, you have hail damage. We can fix it, and your insurance company will pay for it. And then we're in the East Valley, and a different company using exactly the same ploy knocked on our door. Well, and I have an insurance. And you can't even see my roof from the street. True. So uh, and they can and they can show you pictures, you know, if you even if so, if you let them go up there, they can show you pictures that aren't even your roof. So you really need someone you can trust and who has been vetted, you know, by Rosie on the house or you vetted them yourself. Don't be pulled into, you know, thinking you're going to get something better than uh, than you can. I would ask but, the question right off the bat. Have you lived in Arizona the past 18 months? <laughs> we uh, haven't had hail or, or I, I know. rain or not even rain, not even that much. I know. I have a I friend in the in the West Valley who works for an insurance company, and she'll call me and she'll say, "Jennifer, the snakes are back, the the ones, the human kinds, yeah. you know." So, and then um, our insurance uh, partner, Focus on um, <laughs> Focus Insurance. Um, I talked to focus Teresa on the insurance. Yeah, <laughs> I talked to Teresa Cress this week, and she just said, "You know, another common um, company that will scam the insurance companies." are the restoration companies. So be sure you choose someone reputable because they will pad their bills and invoices to the insurance companies. So you just have to really be careful that you're, especially if it's insurance work, you're using somebody reliable. And what you need to know is if you do have an insurance claim, you can pick your contractor. The adjuster and the insurance company can't force you to use anybody. That's important to know. That's a hard one because that can easily go both ways where... The insurance company says, no, we just did a claim just like that. And it was $8,000 less and you're getting quoted now. So, I mean, that one, that one can easily be abused from both sides. Well, watch out for the scams. That's, that's the takeaway from this segment right now because they're out there disguised. They're disguised as utility companies. They're disguised as pet supply companies. They're disguised as service providers that are going to bill your insurance for work. All the smash and grab guys had to find something else to do because everyone's home during the day. So they're disguising themselves and knocking on the door. Well, now. what breaks my heart is the fact that they prey on the elderly. And um, that's remember last year, Rosie, there was a couple and they let these two salesmen, door to door salesmen, they yeah. let them in their home. And those salesmen separated them into separate rooms to try to break one of them down to sign a contract. I said, you could have gotten really hurt. You know, don't let somebody in your house you don't know. And if you sign a contract in your home, know this, you have 72 hours to contact the company and say, I want out, I want my deposit back. And by law, they have to cancel the contract and give you your deposit check back if the contract in particular was signed in your home. But but don't do it in the first place, okay? Whew. That's why we're here the last 32 years is to keep you from making those kind of mistakes. An extremely simple idea has been popping up everywhere. Have you ever gone through a door in a public place that there's no latch, <clears throat> it's a pull door, but you didn't want to touch the handle? I'm happy at the post office now to go to the P.O. box. They're propping the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like entering or exiting a, a public bathroom. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Well, 
a very simple idea. It's called the step and pull. And it's a metal bracket mm-hmm. that's L-shaped. So the back end goes against the bottom of the door near the corner uh, on the opposite side of the hinge. You drill it a hole or bolt or, you know, depending on if you've got wood or metal door or fiberglass, whatever the case. And then there's a metal lip that sticks out. And at the edge of that lip, there's like some teeth. And it's only about two or three inches. Hands-free door operation. You step on it and you pull the door open with your foot. I know a now, few restaurants a in Old Town that have metal that on bracket mm-hmm. making. I don't know what this guy's making, but God bless him. What a, a brilliant, simple idea, and it is. I, I that is something that I'm not a, a germaphobe, but I do not like leaving a men's restroom and touching the handle. Well, I could get on a soapbox there. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not traveling like I used to. <laughs> But in the travels I did at, at airport bathrooms, I will tell you that 80% of the men that go in and use that restroom never even approach the sink to wash their hands. And it comes. And they're all in suits. These are all suit guys. I don't know if this is something that we could add to the e-store or if it's just easy enough to order it straight from them. But <laughs> it's only 30 bucks, and they come in silver, black, blue, or kind of a copper finish. Step in. Just the num, just the letter N. Step in pool.com. So, I like it. I like it too. Gary D sent a list of thirty new laws here in Arizona and what uh, you can expect. I did not read the article. I just used keywords to search properties, home, condos, home ownerships, and really, I only found one that related to uh, residential and housing. And this one, I actually, I think is, is pretty good. If you have a property that you're using to and as a condo or Airbnb, uh, you're going to be required to report that to local officials. That way, if there's a party that breaks out on good, the site, good. they contact the property owner. I love it. And also, um, apparently, people have been trying to escape property taxes through Airbnbs and default. Oh yeah, they they, so, they and they and they file the mortgage as a primary residence, not rental property. Yeah, so you this new law requires flush you, those out. Yep, is built to flush those out. Get so those all was, those get all that rental property revenue that the state's being deprived, the county and the city. <laughs> Shall we run down to Sorita? We've got a call from Miss Carroll who's like to get online, Miss Carroll. We have time for your question. We may have to answer it in the next segment. But let, what's your question? Oh, that's fine. Thank you. I have a Honeywell fan in the laundry room that used to turn on every 10 minutes, every hour. Uh, One time when I had static electricity and I touched it, it went off, and so it doesn't work. I'm wondering if I need to have it replaced or if we can just disregard it. It doesn't matter. We have a heat pump, and we were told because it's not like an air conditioning Somehow air needs to be vented. I don't know exactly, and no one really could explain it to me. How, how old is your home, Carol? It was built in 2016, so oh. it's not quite five years old. Okay. I'll, I'll come back and address what I think is going on there for Carol in Sorita. An exhaust fan that was preset in time to come on 10 minutes every hour. It has to do with the fact that as we've improved our building technologies, we've made homes tighter, 
tighter and tighter. And the fact of the matter is, your home needs to breathe. That's the number one reason not to paint with elastomeric paint. But that's another story. Carol, we'll answer your question right after this. All right, let me reset the stage. We're talking to Carol, calling from beautiful Sorita, Arizona. Probably a gorgeous morning down there in Sorita. In a home that was built just several years ago, in her laundry room, she has an exhaust fan that comes on 10 minutes every hour. I'd like to bring Carol back in the conversation because I want to ask her a couple more questions. Carol, have we got you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Carol, uh, I'm guessing, uh, is, is this an all-electric home or is it a dual-energy home with gas and electric? It's gas and electric, but the system is electric. It's a heat pump. Right. That's electric. But, but in that laundry room, uh, is there a gas dryer or a gas water heater? No. In the laundry room, the dryer is electric. That's correct. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, Carol, I'm a little stumped. I would have pictured that we had a fresh air intake somewheres in that laundry room to make combustion air for a gas appliance. Having a fan circulate on with no way to replace that air really doesn't accomplish anything. What we try and do with these new homes that are sealed up so tight is the air conditioning ductwork system actually has to grab fresh air from outside and introduce it in front of the filter system to give you some fresh makeup air in the house to give you some amount of air rotation. Why they did that in an all-electric laundry room with no fresh air intake anywhere else makes no sense to me. I would tell you to call the contractor that built it in 2016 and ask them what specifically that, what purpose is served by that fan coming on. Those aren't expensive fans. If it indeed serves a, a healthy purpose, uh, they're not expensive to replace. You're not looking at anything that's going to cost thousands of dollars. You're talking maybe a couple hundred. Uh, call the contractor. And when you do, I'd like you to get back in touch with me and let's visit. I want to know why that fan was programmed to do that in an all-electric laundry room. All right? Great. Thank you. I will do that. And I bet you are having a beautiful morning in Sorita, and I hope you do. I, everyone in Arizona should be having a beautiful morning. Jennifer, did you post that sunrise picture on Rosie on Now's Facebook? Yeah, it was a gorgeous sunrise. She's shaking her head, yes. <laughs> Next Let, let's get to Phoenix and talk to Bob. Hi, Rosie. I've talked to you before. Um, I'm replacing vinyl tile in my house. And I was looking at the uh, vinyl, well, I don't know what kind of tile it was in his house, but it's the simulated wood. Now, I want to know what the minimum thickness is for a wood flooring to where it doesn't sound like you're walking on a hollow uh, <laughs> hollow floor, you might say. Well, I don't know okay. that the thickness is the answer, but first off, we 
we have to make sure it's absolutely level because, you know, even in, in concrete, there can be some waves that form during while it's curing over time. So the first thing is we need to make sure we've got a completely flat surface so that there's never a point where you, your foot steps on a plank that might have even just like a, and I, a tenth of an inch gap in it. And I wasn't clear. Is, is Bob trying to pull put in a wood-looking vinyl floor? Or no, is he trying I to put, to put in a wood floor. A real I wood floor. To, yeah. Okay. The wood panels or whatever. Yeah, okay. Well, if you're going to put in a real wood floor uh, that that sounds like a solid real wood floor, like was in your grandmother's house back in the Midwest, uh, you're going to have to use a solid three-quarter inch piece of wood mounted on top of a solid three-quarter inch piece of plywood. The engineered flooring that we are using most of the time anymore is pretty thin, uh, and it can glue down, and it may be able to glue down on top of your vinyl if your vinyl is is good and stuck well. Uh, the vinyl actually makes a pretty decent vapor barrier to the wood. So um, you're... To get what you're looking for, the solid sound, it's going to take three-quarter inch wood mounted on three-quarter inch plywood. You're going to need an inch and a half throughout so the house. An inch and a half, I'm going to have to cut off of all of the vertical trim wood. Yeah, there's a special saw. There's a special saw that's made for that. And probably a yeah. lot of your doors. Yeah. yeah but the casing, uh, uh, rip all the baseboard up. Put the wood floor in, then put new baseboard on top of that before you put the shoe mold down. It's a very handsome look, very good looking look. It's but a it, lot of work, but it's a lot. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. Vapor barrier is going to be the most important thing for that. So uh, it would take me too long to talk through it, but I've got your phone number and Bob, you've got my phone number. This same number one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight rings into our office all week long. Or you can reach me at info at rosieonthehouse.com and I can put you in touch. I got a, 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 a glowing letter from our Rosie Certified East Valley Floors just this week saying how much they loved the product and the service they got from Vaughn at East Valley Floors. It was a great letter. And I'd let you talk to Vaughn. He could, he could talk to you direct. Talk real turkey on wood floors. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. We have a special guest this segment for you. In-house with us is Bridges Connor, owner of Get Organized with Bridges and Company. Good, um, good morning, Bridges. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you, Jennifer. Well, you know, I met Bridges several years back. I had joined a, a woman's um, networking group and met some wonderful ladies and uh, didn't need Bridges uh, service at that time. But, um, you know, life goes on and we found ourselves in a situation this summer needing to move my mom, who had been in the the same house for 30 some years um, across town. 
And uh, my sisters and I thought we would take the project on and realize we're all working and how on earth will we get this done? I thought, aha, I had stayed connected with Bridges because she does, she sends out a wonderful newsletter every week. And I always, um, I don't read a lot of my newsletters, to be honest, but I do read that one. It's so helpful. It's <laughs> little bite-sized tips. And I always found things that I could use. So anyway, I uh, gave Bridges a call and um, she sent me two gals who took a job that would have taken me, uh, you know, months and we, and in two days. At time. best, <laughs> at, 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 at best, you and your sisters could have got it done in months. Well, and you know, the thing too about... It's so hard. Well, it's hard to begin with. And then you put in emotion with things that you have and you've had so long and I, I should keep this because so-and-so gave it to me and how important is this and am I going to miss it? Um, so to go back and forth with mom over those things was, you know, it's very laborious and takes time. So the gals are very gentle, but they're very methodical, um, you know, and they just walked us through it very gently and very efficiently. We didn't have to do anything other than make decisions. I mean, here's here's all the stuff, these three c- containers, this one goes, they took it to goodwill. This one gets thrown away, they got that taken care of. This one gets moved, it got put in boxes. And then when we chose a new place for mom on the other side of town, two more days. Where Set do you want this up. to go? Yeah. Let's go get this for you. Let's make sure that you have that. Um, I'm not kidding you. It made the whole experience, a very hard experience, so much easier. Bridges, you can't go through that with a client without almost becoming their friend. How oh. did how did you get into this niche? Oh boy, you know it's been eleven years, and um, I don't know. I my brain works that way. You know, it's very methodical, very laid out. My mother was very organized, very methodical, and one day I was hiking Pinnacle Peak, New Year's Day, and it just a light bulb went off, and it's like this is what I this is what I want to do. So. Jumped in both feet um, and never looked back. So became very quickly became the president of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, the local chapter here in Arizona, and uh, got plugged in on a national level. And it's just a great organization. So we had a caller earlier in the show today who was a self-admitted hoarder. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean. When you get a call, they, they could be a hoarder that have maybe decided to think about decluttering. They could be like, in our case, um, a couple that wanted to downsize. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be really hard for me when, when it comes time for Jennifer and I to do that. I mean, I still to this day, Romy can, Romy can testify. I still go, we have a trash can out in the garage. I still go out there and make sure Jennifer's aren't throwing things away. Oh, I want to keep. Oh, Rosie, I've Rosie. Act, I've actually dug out old LSU pajamas and said, these aren't going in the trash yet. Oh, Jennifer, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're in for it. I, I'm going to have to get involved. <laughs> An intervention. An intervention, absolutely. So when you get that first phone call, what, what are your questions and how do you decide that this is a client I can work with? And what does that first meeting on site feel like and look like? Well, you know, it's pretty easy to identify so-called hoarder on the phone. Um, you know, there's questions that I go through. Um, and what I like to do, you know, with hoarders, you, I have to, you know, can they sleep in their bed? Do they have pets? Because normally hoarders also hoard animals and hoard oh. pets. Oh. Um, can they cook on their stovetop? Because a lot of hoarders cannot 
That's a counter space. A counter space. No for, counter space. For National Geographic's from the 70s. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, that's really not my niche. I mean, believe me, I've gone in and I've been able to help them. Um, but, you know, they have to be in a place that they had to have had counseling and they have to be able to make those decisions. Otherwise, it's a waste of their money um, yes. and our time if we can't do what we do. So anyways, but I do provide a free consultation because I need to meet with the client. I'm the face of the business. I have about 20 organizers that work with me. Wow. And yeah, well, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, I can't do I I had to get out of the weeds and I can't do everything on myself. So anyways, I provide a free consultation because I need to meet with the client. I need to understand the scope of the job. Uh, we come up with an action plan. And, um, you know, I love to make a match made in heaven with my between my gals um, and you know the client, so that it's it can be the most productive possible you know opportunity for the client. If you sat me down in a chair and started parading, and we've been in our house thirty years. Yep. Uh, and and when I was traveling heavily, I always brought home some gift for Jennifer to display in the house to remember. And if we went on a trip together, we always commemorated the trip with some display item if you started parading all those things in front of me we would get nowhere i'd say keep <laughs> keep keep well maybe keep. we need to send you out to do some errands <laughs> and i'll work with jennifer no i'm just kidding no i mean we we do not make those decisions it is completely up to the client we're not there to say oh you have to get rid of that um but let's you know can we be creative can we do a display can we do an assortment can we you know, pare this down? Can we put it in a shadow box? Um, but it doesn't do any good to have everything put in a box out of sight, out of mind. So oh. if there are things that are memorable, then let's let's display it somehow. So there you have it, that's Rosie. A, that's the beginning. That's so the beginning. I, I would say, uh, so the hoarder could be a really tough client. because yes. Because if they're going to make a step past that, it, it's probably taking some amount of outside counseling and encouragement mm -hmm. and, and a change of heart. But the couples that are downsizing. Right-sizing. Right-sizing. Okay, sizing. okay. Right I love sizing. that. Yes. Well, you know, especially the baby boomers, that really is right-sizing maybe for their that time in their life. They've been in their homes for 20 or 30 years, and they don't want the big pull. They don't want the expense of... Um, land, all the landscaping, oh, yeah. all that kind of good stuff. And they need to right-size at that point in their life. Um, and then also I work with a lot of seniors, just like your, you know, your mother-in-law, um, you know, downsizing because of the age and going into assisted living or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, my ideal client is really the one that um, – understands what Get Organized with Bridges and Company brings to the table, um, is a good decision maker, um, and, you know, we always make the, the jobs a lot of fun because my gals love what they do every single day. And I'm guessing they don't need to be on the verge of a housing transition 
or a lifestyle change if they just want tips on getting organized. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, (laughs) I just picked up two consultations yesterday, and uh, one is a physician that works out of his home, and he needs more efficient, he needs some purging, his office is inefficient, probably help with some files, you know, that kind of good stuff. Another gal just needs help with her own home office and her master closet. Um, It just needs a little, you know, hit the reset button and get things working and flowing and purged and, you know, and we're out of there. So how would someone get a hold of you? Um, Well, two ways. They can either call my cell and that number is 480-297-7355 or you can go through my website and I have a contact page and my website address is www.getorganizedwithbridges.com and that's all spelled out. No abbreviations on that. Bridges Connor with Get Organized with Bridges and Company. So it is it is a team of people. I mean, you do so many things. At the point someone has decided what what to dispose of, I mean, it, does, does it necessarily, can we auction? I mean, some of this stuff has value to it, right? I mean, uh, do we have to donate it? Is there some cash accumulation that can happen? Absolutely. So, you know, every every client, every situation is different. And I think probably what my specialty is or my niche is, what I've worked myself into is, you know, do they need an estate sale? Is, there t- is the timing with their move conducive to an estate sale? Um, or can the furniture be consigned? I'm plugged into quite a few different consignment stores, you know, and I'll take pictures of that and, and email that to the you'll, you'll navigate all that. I with the navigate client. all that absolutely. I have you know movers in my back pocket. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just I'm I myself and or um, the lead on the job is you know a, a little bit of a project manager to make sure you know everything gets taken care of, as well as leading a you know a team of organizers. Jennifer's biggest challenge is going to be my library. Oh, my biggest challenge when 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 you are when you are trying to downsize. <laughs> Remember, it's right size, right, right size, sizing. right size, right oh. size. Absolutely. And uh, he's journaled in all of them in the back. You know, I was doing this on this date when I finished, you know, so they have some very special comments yeah. in them. Yeah. Well, you know, and I have a rare book collector that I work with and I I, I want their name. <laughs> okay. Okay. Book gallery. Yeah. Okay. I, I can give you that after the show, absolutely. Great. I was actually looking for a particular book. Um one very specific book that's been out of print about ninety years. But oh. I, I wanted this one book. And I finally found it through a book uh finder mm-hmm. out of Texas. Um mm-hmm. uh, and we got in a conversation about how much it was going to cost to get this book. I wanted it, send it. Yeah, okay. And we got talking about some of the books I had in my collection. Mm. I was I was genuinely surprised of the value some of the books I have are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Book Gallery, and it's down on Indian School, and I want to say about 35th Street. Um, he's been doing this forever. He has a great uh, store, too. So... Um, yeah, I'll definitely hook you guys up. Okay, because I I do I do love my books. I I love looking at them yeah. on the shelves, the leather yeah. bound and the gil- gold gilded print. And, 
It brings you joy. It does. <laughs> right next, right next to the windows that look out to the backyard where I can see my dogs, and oh. I mean that's just. That's Rosie's happy place. That's, that's your happy place. And, you know, when you downsize that happy place, is, we might have to downsize, right-size that happy place. But that's, you know, obviously that's important to you in your life. And, you know, we need to, you know, make sure that that exists when you downsize. So at the point you're right-sizing, you're assessing everything you currently have. And when you've been in one residence a long time, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a long while to go through everything. What are the questions you're asking? Well, so we do a lot of space planning, too. If they know where they're going, you know, we can either go over there or if they have... Oh, yeah, but that helps a lot. Yeah, that helps a lot. So we can do the space, you know, space planning. You know, what pieces of furniture are most important? What, you know, what can they let go? Um, Start taking pictures of the big things that, you know, we can get out of the estate, get out of the house, you know, prior to the move. Um, And then it's a matter of going through room by room, um, working with the client. The client's always the decision maker. And, um, you know, we're just kind of the hands in the process. Um, We will work with them on decisions. We will work with them on boundaries for their decisions to maybe help them make those decisions. Um, But it's a room by room, process by process. You know, the lead generally is the one that's going to work with that particular client. If there's multiple gals on the team, then they're actually going to work ahead of them and put like with like. So let's say they're in the kitchen and they have 20 black coffee cups. Okay. If we pull all the black coffee cups together, they're going to say, oh my gosh, I did not know I had 20 black coffee cups, you know, and we'll say, okay, so why don't you pare it down to your favorite three? Oh, okay. Well, I can do that. But you can't make those decisions um, if you don't know what you own. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a team effort in a situation like that. All right. I'm suspicious. Should we ever retain you at our house? The right size decision may mean, Rosie, you and Jennifer need a bigger house. (laughs) Wrapping up here, the three-hour broadcast of Rosie on the House. We're here with a special guest in studio, Bridges Connor of Get Organized with Bridges and Company. Bridges, your phone number. My phone number, thank you, Rosie. It is 480-297-7355. And who would you like to hear from? You know, we help so many people on a daily basis. How far will you travel? I have girls all over the valley. Okay. So it's 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 really easy for me to, you know, work across the valley. We're broadcasting across the state, so I just I just wanted to your uh Maricopa County. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For getting organized. For getting organized. Residential, small business. I do a lot of small businesses. I actually did um, ASU president, Dr. Crow. I did his executive offices, I don't know, probably three or four years ago when they were going through a remodel. Um, 
you know, your traditional organizing, whether it's closet. I do a lot of garage makeovers. <laughs> now is the time for garages, not in the middle of the summer. I won't let the gals work over, you know, 100, 105 degrees. So, That's a good call. Good call. Uh, well, you know, it's amazing when it gets hot. I mean, in the middle of the summer, I'm amazed at the number of people that call me to have the garage organized. And I, I, I hate to say no, but the clients, after I tell them, they have to be out there too to help us because they're the decision makers they'll say okay i'll call back in the fall i'll call you in the spring i'm like that's probably a good idea for getting organized it's get organized with bridges and company and the phone number one more time thanks it's 480-297-7355 initial consultation on site Mm -hmm. at their home is free absolutely Absolutely. That's that's fantastic. Bridges, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. My pleasure. That is our to-do this week, the proper storage. And it's also Get Organized. You can get the weekly to-do at rosyonthehouse.com. And the quick links, we try and cover one maintenance item. January is the National Get Organized Month. And that was actually what we used when we were putting this calendar together. Uh, It's what helped us pick that date for January. You're packing up Christmas decorations, a holiday uh, recovery form. We still have a Christmas tree. Now, we didn't put it up to like five days before Christmas because <laughs> we were traveling and it's over. And generally, we burn it on New Year's, but everyone's like, we just put it up. We don't want the tree down. So, not yet. <laughs> we'll have our, our little tree burning ceremony tonight. So, get uh, January, get organized. Uh, national. Next week, we'll be talking about out with the old and in with the new, and then uh, future preparedness will be the rest of our to-dos for January. Next Saturday, uh, we actually have a switch in lineup from what we announced last week. That's right. Our two guys at the end of the month are flip-flopping places. Next week, we'll have Focus Insurance in, talking about the <clears throat> proper homeowner insurance and our opinion on home warranties and alternatives to that. And then Harold from Galaxy Finance will be in talking if you're looking at getting a refi, what to know is now a great time. What are the current options available? That'll be at the last Saturday, January 30th of the month. Be a, be a couple jam-packed shows. You know, one of the takeaways I have from this week on the topic of organize, organizing is this roll-away office that you found in Wall Street Journal. I'm going to look and, into this ORI, and I'm, I'm going to see if... And the they, website's oriliving.com, O-R-I living.com. And I'm, they, I'm going to look into that and see if they need an Arizona distributor. Rosie Wright Remodeling may just be signing up for that. And, it looks and cool. In yeah. addition to the hideaway uh, slide-out office space, they do have uh, other things like beds, that the cloud bed, so during the day it lifts up and you've got your couch there. Um, just scrolling on their site, there's they've got a few. If you're in a tight space and you're looking for for more functionality, that's they have some some neat resources there. OriLiving.com. All right, I want to uh, invite you all once again to start the write-in campaign to KTAR. <laughs> um, address it address it to yeah. your honor <laughs> at Bonneville Broadcasting, and. If you would like to support me in trying to get any bad news removed from the Rosie on the House three-hour Saturday morning program, let's start that write-in campaign. No more, no more bad news. No more bad energy at the Rosie on the House broadcast three-hour slot every Saturday morning. Don't get scared. We're going to be back. 
next Saturday morning to put a smile on your face and hope in your heart.